Welcome to Do the Hard Thing, episode 18. This is Jason Archer, creator, freedom seeker, leader of self, full-time student, part-time teacher of self-mastery, and today is all about what it means to live in integrity. The goal, as always, is to dive deeper into how we humans can more effectively move toward the outcomes we want. Usually this means getting uncomfortable and doing hard things. So turn up the volume, put down the distractions, and let's kick this off. Now, if you've ever started down a path to create anything meaningful in your life, and for whatever reason found yourself not moving toward the outcome you claim to want, no matter the situation, part of you would just simply refuse to move. This podcast is for you, and it's born from that idea. Do the Hard Thing is an exploration in human movement. So today we're talking about integrity, and this is certainly a key component in how we all move through this life. And it turns out that this is a word that's becoming increasingly rare and definitely rarely used. And I recently put a question out on my Facebook, uh, Gen Pop, General Population, asking people what they thought integrity was. And I got a range of answers. Turns out that no one really agrees on what integrity is. And this is a topic that's been on the forefront of my mind because the wife and I have been reviewing our relationship agreement. So as some of you guys know, we entered into a relationship agreement. In other words, we designed the relationship we wanted to create before we agreed to enter into a monogamous committed relationship. And one of the values, one of the principles that we operate from is integrity. So in the process of reviewing this agreement, we were noting how many times we've fallen short of actually being in integrity with ourselves and with others and just exactly how difficult it is. And I think I'm going to give you a few examples that will make that clear as this podcast goes on. So let's jump in. So some people were calling integrity uh, honesty. Some people were calling it character. Some people say integrity is about keeping your word or being the same person in front of people as you are when you are alone. And for me, I think it goes much, much deeper than that. I think integrity is about flow. I think it's about what flows naturally from your essence, from who you are at your core, from your from your belief systems outward, and then having your behaviors line up with your internal belief, with your internal structure, with the way that you view the world from whatever source of information is powering you. And I know that's kind of flowery and out there, so we'll break it down in just a little bit. But let's just talk a little bit about the word. So um, being a bit of a vocabulary junkie, if you look at the etymology of the word integrity, it basically comes from the old French or the Latin, depending on who you look at. And the word means to be sound. It means to be complete or to be whole. So this tells us straight off the bat that in its original intent, if we look at our bodies and our minds as two separate entities, if we look at our bodies and belief systems versus our actions as two separate entities, then integrity is talking about wholeness of those things. So the word itself is telling us that if we are having some sort of conflict between um, body and mind or mind and action or soul and action in some way, shape or form, we're not actually coming across as a whole unified sound, complete individual. 
So to me, it implies that there's zero division, like there's no division on the inside. There's nothing happening inside that's causing me to be divided against myself. And if we take that to the deepest level, we can see that basically all it really is, is aligning our belief systems with our externalities, with what we create in the world, with what we manifest, with what we do. So it's not just about lining up our word or with honesty. It's more about do the things that we say, whether we're being honest or not, are those things lining up with what our internal belief structure is. And so I found a great quote on Dr. Andy Jamalski's website, and I think it applies pretty well to this particular conversation. He says, integrity means having a conscience and honoring this conscience, even when doing so may involve considerable personal sacrifice. It means placing the dictates of the soul and God above those of the ego, right? So ego exists on the surface. Ego is its own little thing. And if we allow that to run us, then we're always going to be behind the eight ball because we're being driven by externalities, not internalities. And if we're being driven by externalities, there's no way we can be operating from our core belief systems because those things may or may not exist within us. So it's not enough for us just to keep our word. Our word must align, our actions must align with the beliefs that we hold at our core. And in this way, being in integrity is actually exercising flow from the inside out. We're basically bypassing the ego piece. So the question comes, you know, naturally, why is it so hard to do this? And there's so many situations that get in the way. Most of them have to do with social situations and social interactions. And as many of you guys are well aware, you know, you can walk the hall of any office building or walk down the street and have people greet you, you know, say, hey, how are you doing? And the reality is they don't give a shit how you're doing. Maybe it's you saying, hey, how are you doing? You don't even expect an answer. You're not really even tuned into the fact that you asked another human being a question that directly relates to what's going on with them at their core, right? So this is one of those social situations where you're just going through the motions. Maybe you care and maybe you're not expressing it, or maybe you don't care and you're just saying the words so that you can, you know, basically go along to get along. This shows up time and time and time again in small talks. It's one of those things, it's one of those reasons that I'm not a huge fan of small talk personally. Now, I realize the necessity of it. I realize the purpose of it. Obviously, it helps us to get to know one another. It helps us to build trust and rapport so that we can get to those deeper topics. But nine times out of ten, it's just, for me, very difficult and very sort of unnecessary. Being an open book, if I'm talking to someone who's that same way, I want to skip through all that and let's get to the stuff that really matters. And that's not easy for people to do. But I'll give you a concrete example of how it shows up outside of basic social situations into maybe more complex social situations. So a few years ago, my wife, uh, actually my wife's best friend, was getting married. And she is Croatian. Her husband her now husband is from Nova Scotia. My wife and her best friend are from the uh, uh, Calgary, Alberta area, area. And her best friend, is, her husband is from the Nova Scotia area. So they had decided as a couple that they were going to have the ceremony out near where he grew up, 
which meant we had to fly across Canada and spend some time out there on the water, which was beautiful. You know, we stayed at a place uh, right on the coast. It was nice and warm. It was sunny. And it was a beautiful, beautiful area. Really quiet, uh, perfect place to have family and friends for a wedding. In the course of being part of this, one of the things that I was asked to participate in was a basically a trip out on a couple of fishing boats, a small fishing boats, with groups of people from the wedding party. Now, much of the wedding party from one side of the family is European. So because they're European, they have European values and European standards, and one of those is they do a lot of smoking, a lot, a lot of smoking. And so they were all going to go out on the boats, they were going to have the kids, they were going to take the cigarettes, and everyone was just going to have a grand time out on the water. I took one look at the cast of characters and how many cigarettes and kids I would be surrounded by, and I decided immediately that this was not going to be for me. I chose out of the situation because my internal structure was such that I did not want to be around a crowded group of people that was loud while they were smoking cigarettes and I had no escape, right? I would just be on this little boat, nowhere for me to go, nowhere for me to get away from it. I would have just had to deal with it. And had I put myself in that situation, I wouldn't have felt good about it. And that energy would have shown through and caused other people to probably not have as good a time as they would have had had I not gone. But the social ramifications of that were basically people thought I was being antisocial. Even my wife thought I was being antisocial. And I had to explain it to her later that, look, this doesn't line up with what I want in my life. You know, I don't want to be around, you know, a lot of people smoking cigarettes in a confined space where I can't get away. And, you know, she finally understood. But the social ramifications were that you know, people were making up stories as to why I wasn't participating, whether, you know, I was being a snob or, you know, I didn't want to spend time with them or, you know, I thought I was better than them or, you know, whatever the stories were that people generally make up around things and none of which was true. It just had to do with the fact that for me, that's not a situation I wanted to put myself in. And because my internal structure was strong enough for me to allow, you know, my ego to get out of the way and exercise my action in the real world, I was able to say, well, you know what, I realize you know, how you guys might feel about this, but it's not for me, I'm not going, and I'm not going to placate you, I'm not going to you know, show up as a different person so that you feel better, um, or that you don't have to make up stories about why I'm not going to be there. Uh, my ego was irrelevant at this point, right? I didn't care if I was liked, I didn't care if I was talked about. I was just shelving my ego and coming from essence. And it wasn't, you know, again, it wasn't about them. It was just about me living who I am at my core. And so I think a lot of times when it comes time to live in integrity, you know, when you want to tell your boss how you really feel, when you want to tell your friend or your business partner how you really feel, but you don't out of fear of reprisal or fear of not being accepted or fear of being alone, that's allowing ego to come between you and what you really feel and how you really want to show up in the world. And that is a complete lack of integrity. So when you think about how many times that shows up in your daily life, it's very, very difficult to live a life of integrity and still live a life where you feel like you're doing good things for other people. For me, it just comes down to this idea that when our actions, I should say, are based on the ego, they generally pull us out of integrity. So I know that if I'm acting because I want to be well-liked or if I'm acting you know, because I want to fit in, that generally I'm not coming from something 
that's driving me internally. I'm coming from something external to, to stroke my ego and to make me feel better. And so when you get ready to take a look at this concept, you know, ask yourself the simple question, you know, where in your life are you out of integrity? You know, is it your work life, your home life, your relationships? Where do you see actions that don't necessarily align with your beliefs or your desires at your core? And once you have that answer, the best thing to do is to put it into action. And this is the hard thing. This is the thing that you need to do, right? Apply that concept. Come up with at least one or two ways that you can immediately apply this to your life that's going to require you to step toward the real you. And without waiting, you know, without putting it on hold, go ahead and put it into action. It's just like Rumi said, as you start to walk on the way, the way appears. And this points to the idea that it may not look or feel right at the beginning, but the right path will reveal itself if you're faithful to you. So that's it for today, guys. I just want to say thanks for listening. And if you found value in this message, be sure to subscribe and leave a review for us on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, or Stitcher. Be sure and share it out with those you know need to hear it on social. And I'll see you guys back here in the next episode. Until then, this is Jason Archer signing off. Now go and do the hard thing.